Welcome to Beyond the Call, brought to you by Start Church. We hope you enjoyed the upcoming podcast and hope this time is empowering, inspiring, and helpful as you pursue the dream God has put in your heart. The participants of this podcast are not attorneys, and this recording is not to be considered legal advice. Please contact your local attorney's office where needed. Enjoy today's podcast. Welcome to Beyond the Call, the podcast in which we talk about the topics that help churches and ministries protect what God has called them to lead. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about a really tricky topic, which is love offerings. And especially here at the holidays, you may receive a love offering. So joining us today is Kenise Patterson, who's one of our awesome bookkeepers here at the bookkeeping team at Start Church. Thanks for being here today. Thanks for having me. Well, so... All right, this is a tricky topic. I, I think it's safe to say that almost every pastor has probably received some sort of love offering or maybe the $100 handshake or something like yeah, that. definitely. And, and we want to just kind of point to um, some of the ways that we should handle that when we're talking compliance. Definitely. Well, essentially, you know, like a love offering is a cash gift to the pastor. And from time to time, churches feel like they need to, you know, bless the pastor with like a cash offering. And so they surprise him and they host like an appreciation service. And, um, you know, they wouldn't think that it would be a paycheck, but however, a love offering must not be excluded from the pastor's gross income. So this is um, sometimes something I have to tell a pastor. It's a little bit of bad news, so to speak, in the sense that I don't want to pay taxes on the money, but we've got to follow the IRS standards. Definitely. (laughs) So when it comes to... um, taking up the offering, um, yes, it's a gift, but why should it be considered taxable income for a pastor? Well, Section 102A of the IRS Code says, gross income does not include the value of property acquired by gift, bequest, device, or inheritance. So basically, like a a gift basket, Uh that's something that you would not claim as taxable income. But while um, members of the church are truly giving like a love offering as a gift, the IRS says that it's taxable income because Section 102C1 says, any amount transferred by or for an employer to the benefit of the employees shall be treated as gross income. So cash, mm-hmm. check, that's definitely going to be taxable. So the issue is it's something that was rendered to the pastor because of the pastor's role at the church. In other words, it's part of their job description. Right, definitely. Um, what, and what pastors need to know is that love offering is taxable or considered by the IRS as a gift. Um, section 61A defines gross income as all income from whatever source derived Furthermore, Section 61A1 expounds by including compensation for services. Because of this, you know, like the definition of gross income, we have to look at the context surrounding the reason for which why church members personally gave the pastor the love offering in the first place. Yeah, so if someone's trying to bless the pastor, that is by definition. You've done something as your role as the pastor. Right. Therefore, we're compensating you. We're blessing you. We're giving to you based on that Yeah, even though it's like, a gift and they're, you know, appreciating him, uh-huh. he still has to include it as taxable income. Excellent. Okay, so how should the love offering be reported? Okay, so there are several ways that um, a pastor should report his or her um, love offerings on their personal tax return. If the church gave a love offering to the pastor, then it needs to be reported on their W-2 form. If the offering was given to the minister by the church in which he or she was a guest speaker, then it should be reported on Schedule C of the minister's tax return. 
Additionally, the minister should receive a form 1099 miscellaneous from the love offering, which was $600 or more. Yeah, one thing that I talk to pastors about when I'm on the phone with them is that they should be on a W-2 if they indeed receive compensation from the church. If that's their job, if that's uh, their position, then uh, they're not just an independent contractor. Correct. They're on a regular salary or payroll. And so the W-2 is the the best option. And the love offering just falls in that category. But you mentioned something else. If you're a guest speaker at a different church then you're supposed to get a 1099. Yes, so that's just you're basically like a contractor because you're going to a church outside of your church, basically, to minister. Excellent. Yeah. So what if, um, you know, we get interesting, creative right. questions sometimes. People think, well, if it's not an official love offering that's taken from the podium, you know, it's not the deacon that comes up and says, hey, we want to bless pastor so-and-so. What if just a group of members decide to get together and pool their resources and give a gift. Right. Um, So the strategy behind this type of gift is basically fundraising and that it's not, you know, like a church-sanctioned activity and it's not mentioned from the pulpit, so it's not considered, you know, it's considered tax-free and not taxable. Section 61A defines gross income as all income from whatever source derived. So you're saying that any source of that income, no matter how it's derived, if it was right. officially from the pulpit or behind the scenes. It's, it's considered taxable. Okay. And, and again, you know, I, I kind of uh, cringe about it. Oh, I wish it wasn't taxable. I know, but they have to include everything. Yeah. And, and our goal here at Start Church is to provide the information that will keep a church in right standing. Right. So what if a church wants to give a love offering to a retired pastor? They're not on payroll. They're not officially on staff with a regular W-2. What about someone who's retired or maybe they're about to retire? Yeah, definitely. The IRS also has a minister's audit technique guide. Um, In this guide, you know, it states that there are numerous court cases that ruled the organization's um, authorization of funds to be paid to a retired minister at the time near or the time of the retirement as gifts and not compensated. So basically, at that's the the way around it. Basically, like at that point in time when they're retiring, they're allowed to receive that as a gift. Okay. But beforehand, it wouldn't be. You know, it would still be taxable. Yeah, and so you know, the pastor shouldn't retire and rehire constantly right. to avoid taxes. <laughs> that would look that would that look kind of funny. That would be kind of <laughs> weird. Um, you know, like basically the the requirements that keep this type of love offering tax-free are, um, you know, like the payment wasn't made in accordance with the enforceable agreement. Um, the pastor will no longer be providing services to the church. And, you know, the pastor also, um, he's been compensated in the past. So these love offerings can't be, you know, consider, considered what they were in mm-hmm. the past. They're brand new and it's just a gift. You know, we were talking even before we got on mic, just about some of the intricacies and the complicated scenarios that can come up. And there really are some tough questions. You know, what do you do with the $100 handshake? What do you do when someone uh, takes you out to lunch or provides a service for you? My father's a dentist. He provides dental care to his pastor. Mm -hmm. You know, what what about those scenarios? I would encourage anybody who's listening that has a question to give us a call. Definitely. Yeah. You know, like love offerings come in many ways. The bottom line in determining whether if it's taxable or not is knowing the context in which the offering was given. That's the key right there. And we can help to sort through those things. Definitely. We've got CPAs on staff. Kenise is awesome. If you want to call in, I can uh, get one of our bookkeepers to help um, just give some information to your specific scenario. And uh, Kenise, thanks again for being here. It's thanks been for awesome. having me. Yes, we'd love to help you guys, you know, call in and talk to one of our account representatives and they'll get you over to the right person. 
Thanks for everyone tuning in. Remember, if you found this information helpful, you can always go to our website and ask more questions, or you can call us. Feel free to email us at podcast at startchurch.com. And until next week, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for listening to Beyond the Call, brought to you by Start Church. If you have any questions about what you've heard today, please give us a call at 844-641-5718 or visit our website at startchurch.com. We hope you'll join us for the next episode of Start Church Beyond the Call. Start Church has helped thousands of churches and ministries protect what God has given them to lead. Check out our website at startchurch.com or feel free to call at 844-641-5718. We would be honored to serve you.